0: Father, we thank you that as we come together today, we're able to receive from you the treasures that you have stored up for us in your word, that there's li- there's life to us, that as we receive them and take hold of them, they will actually benefit and minister to us. We thank you that, Lord, you have sent your word to heal us, to prosper us, to keep us in your protection. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all agreed said, amen. amen. So I want to welcome you here. It's a wonderful day today as we're going to baptize eight believers as the Lord has commanded us to do. It was not a suggestion. It was a command. And so Sister Cecilia is going to come and read to us just what the command was. And we have it up here. And she's going to read it out of her trusty Bible. Mm-hmm. Sure, she's going to read from 18 and pick it up at 19. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that have been commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. Very good. Hallelujah. Cecilia so said, well, I only get three verses? I mean, I'm going to read the whole chapter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next time we have a chapter, we'll, we'll get her up there. She can, she can read with authority. Okay. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, uh, now, baptism isn't a requirement to be saved. But it's an outward expression of what's happening on your inward self. You've dedicated yourself to the Lord. You've accepted Him into your life. So the Bible says, as Jesus said, Baptized, be baptized in the name of the Lord. So the Bible says that we identify with his death, burial, and resurrection. He died, right, and was buried, and rose again from the dead. So we are going to die to our old self, to our old sinful nature. We don't have to go in the dirt, thank God. That would be a little little risky, wouldn't it? Dirty Dirty and, and, you know, (laughs) spin up dirt, but... (laughs) We, we do it by water, and, and baptism really means immersion, immersed in, in the water. So we are going to make sure that every part is covered, even the tip of your nose or your hand. If it's up, we've got to baptize you again, make sure you're completely uh, baptized. And uh, it's exciting to see that happen. So in Romans 6, it says this, Do you not know that as many as of, of us that were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism unto death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So what does that mean? That means that as we died to Christ, we died to sin, we died to our sinful nature, and we are alive unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Is that up there? I think it is somewhere uh, that should be in uh, uh, galatians is it Galatians there it is that was the first scripture I ever memorized. I thought that was a uh, it's a good scripture isn't it now living it now that's a whole different story right because you know. Our, our, though we love the Lord, our flesh will kind of rise up and make us do things that we don't want to do. And afterwards, we say, why did I do that? Oh, I don't know why I did that, Lord. Paul, Paul had that problem. Did you know that? Paul said, the things that I want to do, I don't do. But the things I say I'm not going to do, I wind up doing them. Amen. And so, when you get baptized, you're not completely, all of a sudden, now you're not going to commit any sin, but it's a step in the right direction. It's a step of faith saying, I'm going to commit myself. Lord, help me live a good life. Help me live a holy life so that I can be pleasing unto you. That was my desire. You know, when I first got saved, you know, uh, I, I gave up drinking. That was not a problem. I, I had an, another spirit that I liked, praise God. The Holy, the holy Spirit, right? Uh, uh, drugs, I had, you know, did a little drugs, but, you know, that wasn't satisfying enough. Because when I had the Lord, he he was my complete satisfaction. Now, girls was a little different. Had a little trouble with that, giving up girls, you know. And then finally I said, well, if that's what the Lord wants me to do, that's what I'm going to do. So I began to say, okay, I'm going to just love girls for who they are. I'm going to love their insides, right? Not their outsides. (laughs) Love them the way the Lord would love them. And so what happened was, though, at my church, funny enough, I, I picked all the girls that, you know, were not that lovely on the outside, but they, I, I saw their, their goodness on the inside. And then they started, you know, liking me. And I'm going like, this is not really what it's supposed to be like. Uh, I, I've told this story before. I don't know if you guys remember when I first got saved. I asked the Lord, Lord, send me someone, a girl that can teach me how to uh, love you. And I don't care what she looks like, Lord. Now, you're not supposed to have girls teach you or disciple you, but I just, you know, I wasn't there yet. I didn't understand that part. So the Lord sent me somebody that loved the Lord so much, but she didn't look that good. Well, that's what I prayed, and that's what I got. And so after a while, I said, Lord, please, that's enough, you know. uh, (laughs) Give me a beautiful girl that is even more spiritual. So this girl started seeing me and liking me, and she was beautiful. I go, like, what? I wonder why she likes me. I mean, come on, you know, and, 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 but she was so, she was spiritual, but we couldn't get along for, for beans, you know. She would argue, we'd argue about everything, you know, spiritual things, you know. I go, that's not going to work. Okay, hey, Lord, not so pretty, okay. Give me a girl that's not so pretty, but loves the Lord. Just cute. Give me cute, okay. <laughs> you know, this is a true story. I mean, you guys are laughing, but <laughs> I actually lived through this, okay, <laughs> and the Lord's probably saying, well, wait, what's, the, what's his request now, cute, okay, give him a cute girl, she was more spiritual, I, I taught her how to pray, and when I would go into her, her apartment, man, it's like, Holy Spirit would just capture you, I just f- almost fell over, I went like, oh my gosh, uh, but then, I mean, I never made any advances or anything, but I hugged her one time, and I went like, ooh, it's like, like my sister. I'm going like, this is not even, this is not right. So I did the same thing Marianne did. I said, okay, Lord, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what I need. You know, you just send me what I'm supposed to need. I'm supposed to fall in love with you. I fall in love with you and your word. And whatever will be, will be. And then, voila, we met each other. And uh, she didn't tell you that she was actually dating my friend. Eight years earlier. And you know it's funny how you know you watch Hallmark and how they get separated and anything where they don't see each other for many many years. I didn't see her for eight years, and but when I first met her, my friend we were out in the backyard just talking, and my friend said, "Oh, there's a connection right there. I got to get my get, get, get Marianne away from that Chuck." And so she pulled him away. And I never saw her again. Fifteen minutes, that's it. And then I met her eight years later, and she goes, "Do you remember me?" And I go. Oh. Not really. You changed a little bit, but I always had her in my heart. I always thought, man, that, was, that would be a, a, a wonderful girl, but what we found out was the Lord was working on her at the same time He was working on me. We were studying the Word. We were trying to get closer to God. Then we met, and it was just automatic. You know, we got married, but you know, there's a saying, you can have a match made in heaven, but you have to live it here on earth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen because, you know, we were perfect when we were dating, but for some reason, after we got married, (laughs) we weren't so perfect anymore. That's when you learn how to love someone, and you know, that's, that Marianne had that uh, slide, dating and marriage. Well, in Christian life, it's usually dating, marriage, divorce, dating again, you know, it's like, but we didn't do that. We said we are going to stick together and love each other through our differences, and, you know, it's the differences that make a whole. If it was just my life and she did everything I did or was just like me, we wouldn't get as far. But since we're different and we help each other, when we learn that one's not right, one's not wrong, but we live in agreement, then we're able to get things done. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not in my notes, but hallelujah. So (laughs) baptism is identifying with Christ just as he died, our old man died with him. No longer are we slaves to sin. Isn't that nice to know? You can't say the devil made me do it. You can't say I couldn't help myself. You can't say that. You have to rely on the power of God to change you. That's a lie to say that I can't, do, I can't change. We, we can be like Jesus who said, Satan comes to tempt me, but he'll find nothing in me. Amen? So identifying with the death of Christ, we must be buried with him. So water baptism is an act of obedience. And so I remember when I got saved, I accepted the Lord. And they said, well, have you been baptized? <laughs> I said, no, I haven't been baptized, but is that necessary? They said, well, uh, according to the word, it does say that you're supposed to be baptized. And I found out in Acts, people, after they accepted the Lord, immediately after they got baptized. Isn't that something? Now, what about, you say, but what about the uh, day of Pentecost? Let's see that scripture in Acts 2. Peter's preaching. Peter's preaching. Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of them said, I don't mind accepting the Lord, but this baptism thing, I don't know if I can get into this. No, they did. Let's see what happened. Next slide says, And those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about how many? souls were added to them. And I was trying to envision in my mind 3,000 people getting baptized. So I went on the internet and looked at a picture. Here's a picture. Look at that. All right, we're all going to get baptized. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. And I'm sure the Pharisees and Sadducees, what's going on down there? Oh, they're being baptized. Oh, them silly Christians. You know, but we didn't know. They didn't know that that's the power of God, changing a person, being baptized, identifying with Christ. And then so I looked up... Uh, other people that were got baptized. Philip was preaching in Samaria, and Simon the sorcerer, and the men and women of that town accepted the Lord and got saved, got saved and baptized. Men and women, everybody. Apostle Paul was preaching in Philippi, and Lydia, who was a seller of purple, when they found out about the Lord, they accepted him, and their whole household was baptized. And then the jailer. Remember the jailer, Paul and Silas in the in the prison, and and the the they were singing praises unto God, and the whole jail shook. Uh, What's that song? Shake, rattle, and roll. (laughs) You know the story, right? They were singing praises to God, and God started getting into it, started stomping His feet, and then caused an earthquake, and all the jail doors opened up. And so they, the jailer said, "Don't uh, you know I'm, he was going to kill himself?" And they said, "No, no, no, we're here, we're here, we're here." And so he told them about the Lord. They went to his house after midnight, talked to him about the Lord, and they got baptized after midnight. Wow. crazy, isn't it? Nice and cold. Yeah, nice and cold. <laughs> I don't know where they got baptized, but the story that I like, the story that really epitomizes getting baptized right after you receive the lord is the eunuch from ethiopia. You know that story? Okay, let's see. Let's read it. Are you ready? You ready to follow me in this? This is Bible lesson 101. Now, an angel of the lord spoke to Philip. How many of you have had an angel of the lord speak to you? I haven't. Yet that I know of. So this guy's pretty much up there. So if you haven't had an angel speak to you, you know, maybe we can, you know, step it up a little bit. The angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, along the road which goes down from Jerusalem into Gaza. It is an isolated road. So he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship. Three things to notice here. He was a eunuch, and he was Ethiopian, he was of dark skin, and he... Uh, uh, was of great authority, and he was coming to worship. Now, they wouldn't allow him in the main temple because he, for his race, and because he was uh, a not uh, a Hebrew, so he had to be on the outside, plus he was a eunuch, so he had to be on the outside in the, it's called the court of the Gentiles, and so that was where he was worshiping, so he was hungry for the Lord, but he had great authority as well. And God said, I want you to go to that desert place. Hallelujah. If you're in a desert place, an isolated place, a place where you don't think God can hear you or see you, he hears you and he sees you. And he says, go, go and uh, minister to this guy. So let's see the next scripture. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. How many of you could sit in a chariot and read the Bible? I don't know. I don't know how you could actually do that. Amen. <laughs> Then the Spirit said to Philip, so first we have the angel speaking to Philip, now then we have the Spirit speaking to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? And I'm envisioning this in my mind, can you imagine Philip sees the chariot, he's running over and he's, hey, what are you reading? <laughs> How rude. How <laughs> rude. And Philip didn't, I mean, the, the eunuch didn't say, never your mind, get out of here. He said, let's see, the, let's see the next slide. He said, how can I understand what I'm reading? I need someone to explain it to me. Someone guide me. And he asked him, come up and sit with me. And the place in the scripture which he was reading was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shear is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Do we know who they're talking about there? Jesus, but we wouldn't have known that if reading Isaiah. Next, let me see. Do we have a picture here? He says, "Come on up here and explain this to me." So you can see he, the Ethiopian, he's of dark skin. Philip is explaining the story to him. He's going, "Uh huh, I see, I see. Okay, so what am I supposed to do? Supposed to accept the Lord and what? Be baptized. Be baptized. Very good for evangeline. You got it going. <laughs> so let's see the next scripture. So it was." a place in the scripture read, he was led asleep as sheep to the slaughter, and as the lamb before its shear is silent, so he opened out his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away, and who will declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth. Let me see the next scripture. Okay, let's go down to 34, where it says, so the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, Of whom does this prophet say this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning at the scripture, preached Jesus to him. What are we supposed to do? Preach Jesus to people, right? Tell them about how good Jesus is, how wonderful he is, how he saved you, he loves you, he's not against you, he's for you, he wants to have fellowship with you. And so after the eunuch heard this, here's what he said. Uh, so as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, hey, here's some water. What doth hinder me from getting baptized? You know, he didn't go to class. He didn't have a change of clothes. He didn't have anything. He just said, I see some water. What, what prevents me from getting baptized? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, next scripture, says, so he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and they were baptized. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. One more, one more uh, thought on this. There they are. He's going down. <laughs> Philip's happy, but the eunuch, he's not so happy. <laughs> is this gonna, like some of our people that are going to get baptized, is this going to hurt? No. Am I going to drown? No. Charlie will not keep you down too long. You know, Pastor Charlie, keep very good care of you. Make sure you do come up. Pray, praise the Lord. Now, I put Pastor Charlie in the baptism because I stand outside with the microphone. And I don't want to be the one inside with the microphone because I heard a pastor actually electrocuted himself. Yeah, because he got electricity and water. And so uh, Pastor Charlie said, make sure you keep that mic away from me because he doesn't want to be, you know, turn a different shade of whatever. So they... They got baptized. Now, so (coughs) one of the (coughs) reasons that uh, the Lord wanted to go and have the eunuch, the Ethiopian, who was of great authority is because he had a good, uh, he had authority over a lot of people. And so he could influence them. And so I'm going to ask you a question here. There was one president in the United States that actually got baptized while he was in office. Do you know? Well, Let me see. Let me see this. Uh... Do you recognize this man? Eisenhower. Uh, you old folks, yeah, Eisenhower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank, you. <laughs> thank you for that compliment, right? <laughs> I should have said different. Let me change it. You, you were in the service. You knew that. Okay, so here's some more things. So he was of great authority, would you not say, Eisenhower, and Billy Graham started speaking to him about the Lord, and so he said, I need to get baptized. So he went to the church across the way and got baptized. In fact, we should probably have this baptism running all the time, and so if you get someone saved, he says, come on to the church, we'll baptize you here, you know, and go on your way. But he said, I need need to get uh, baptized. So he, after he had a spiritual experience, some things happened that influenced America. Can you name some of them? Mr. in the service, no? Uh, Eisenhower in, you know, uh, invented or uh, incorporated some things into the American government that we see today. If you take out a dollar bill, in it, God we trust. In God we trust. Hey, yeah, right. He initiated that. It was in the coins, but he said, let's put it on the uh, paper bills as well. He put that on there, Mr. Baptized guy. I mean, he also, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance, he inserted under God. One nation he put in there under God. They keep trying to take it out. They keep trying to take it off the bills, but it's still staying there to this day, right? He did one other thing. Oh, he made the official model of America, in God we trust. And he also, believe it or not, established The national prayer breakfast, Eisenhower. So here's a man of great authority. They said that the religious uh, converts increased during his time of presidency, so he had an influence on the people. So that's why the Lord went to uh, the eunuch and had him baptized, so he could influence uh, the people of his his country. Let me see if if, uh, Eisenhower did anything else. I think that's all he did, but that's pretty good. Yes, he was a five-star general, very brilliant in his military conquests. But you know what? He submitted to the great leader of all, the great commander-in-chief, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? So what we're going to do right now, and the the youth are going to be coming here in a few minutes, but what I want to do before you move, unless you want to move. Okay. I'm going to have the the candidates for baptism come and line up here, ladies first and then the, the men, and uh, we're going to have you come up one at a time. I'm going to have you face the audience and say, uh, state your name. You state your name, and I'll ask you, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? The answer to that is yes. Then you, <laughs> you fold your hands over your chest, face this way to go out this door, and I'll say, based on your confession of faith, that we're going to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name then you go under. You come back, new, new creatures in Christ. Now, the reason why we do it that way is because in one part of the Bible, it says, be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The other part, it says, in Jesus' name. So we do both. We don't want people to come to you and say, oh, well, you didn't use Jesus' name on that one, and you didn't use the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So we do both so that there's no mistake about it. Amen? So now, if you want, we're going to have Arturo help you up the steps, you ladies and men. And uh, Loopy's going to help you with your towel, there you go. and then you go out the store and change. And thank God it's not raining today. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what? Um, this you know this always starts with one person. Yeah, we always starts with one person. One person says, "I need to get baptized, Pastor. When are you going to have baptisms?" I go, oh, "I don't know. You know, sometime. You know, when." Pastor, I really need to get baptized. Okay. How about you, let's go to a pool somewhere? No. <laughs> so Priscilla, you can just stay right there. I'll ask you a question. You don't hurt, it won't hurt. You won't hurt you. Just what you told me before. So Priscilla said, "I need to get baptized." So why are you getting? Why do you want to get baptized? Because oh, I want to change my life to be a better person. You want to change your life to be a better person. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first step to do it. How about Shelly? Shelly, you want to? say why you want to get baptized? The Pastor, what are you doing? Because <laughs> it's my outward expression of what's in my heart. Amen. Outward expression of what's in her heart. Amen. <laughs> Anybody else want to vocalize? Anybody else I can put on the spot? No? We're good. Huh? Sammy? Yeah. Sammy's been baptized. Yeah, he's been baptized. Okay, so... Uh, candidates huh yeah anthony? yeah anthony anthony is just now coming into the things of god right, it's right. exciting he played he played a wise man in the play yeah. did a little singing and now look at him he's going to be baptized what yeah. what what prompted you other than your mom <laughs> well it seems i haven't been baptized yet so <laughs> it's time to wake up and wash go. away whatever sins i have <laughs> amen That is very exciting. You know, you can't get to heaven and say, and the Lord say, did you get baptized? You say, well, I really didn't want to do that. (laughs) The water's too cold, cold, but we have warmed it up. So candidates, why don't you come over here and stand up.